1: Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production available on all major podcast platforms.
2: This is Rod Peterson On Demand. Hashtag dad advice from Jim Peterson, my dad, who said cheer as loud as you want for your own team. Don't ever boo the other team. Don't ever boo the other team. And to boo your own team? Unthinkable. And the world... Of James William Peterson so day I would never do it be with the cost of those things are you kidding me this is the Rod Peterson show it is happy Monday everybody to all of Canada and to Canadian sports fans here in the United States welcome to the RP show coming at you live on game plus television and live streaming on YouTube and hello to our streaming audio listeners as well at rodpeterson.com It's your favorite daytime sports and entertainment talk show, and we're going to get into the entertainment portion of that today. In a second, you're going to hear why. Uh, Our guests include Dan O'Toole, the ageless and peerless Dan O'Toole. We love him. And uh, Trevor Harris of the Montreal Alouettes, who late last week wanted to come on the program and debate potential rule changes in the cfl that i'd like to see and he'd like to see and we're going to involve the viewers on that so i think that's going to be a lot of fun coming up in hour two but we welcome to the program the lovely talented winner of the ted lasso look-alike contest darren moose dupont how
0: you doing moose i'm doing well how are you uh
2: i'm good i just noticed that i didn't put in my liners here the script but it won't take long Uh, The sponsorship reads for the Great Western Weekend photo album. And actually, I'm going to do that while I'll call for it right now. You got the photos ready, Clark? I assume as it's a Monday morning. Okay, we're good to go. Okay, let's, let's have a look. I didn't see Moose's photos. Are we opening with ours? Oh, no. Yeah, we're opening with mine. This is Boca Raton High School Stadium, Moose. I can't wait to have you down here. It looks very similar to a lot of Canadian university football stadiums, doesn't it? Really? Yeah, it does. Yeah. Yeah. But for the palm trees in the north end zone, <laughs> which is a nice touch. So anyway, I stopped by there, took a photo, and it actually served as the photo for my weekend 10 things column, which you can read at rodpeterson.com. It was very popular. Moving along. Uh, yeah, this was just, you know, a lazy Saturday hanging out at Pompano Beach, Florida. Shout out to my friend Rob, ha- uh, Rob Fry and his wife, Christina. They were down here recently. I said, you got to check out Pompano Beach. So there's that. That was just a Saturday. And then, uh, lastly for me, Sunday, oh, for a walk. Stop by this beauty. Should RP get another Jeep? I don't know who put that on our social media story, Instagram story, but I like it. They're asking three grand for this thing, Moose, but it doesn't have a motor in it. And I got to tell you, I paid oh, three grand no. for Big Bird. Yeah, three grand for Big Bird. It's provided me endless enjoyment, but I'm not spending $3,000 for a hunk of metal that I got to drop an engine in. By the way, the, uh, Weekend photo album is for Great Western Brewing Company. Extra smooth, extra refreshing. Find original 16 at a store near you today. So it's a thumbs down on buying that Jeep. Over to you, sir. What do you got here?
0: Yeah, this was on, this was Sunday. This was yesterday at the uh, Royal Saskatchewan Museum. Um, Went and checked out the Banff Mountain Film Festival. They do a tour all over uh, Canada um, and take their little short films that uh, have been nominated. And uh, so we went and saw that two and a half hours last night. Really, really cool. Some really cool independent films there. I like to do that every year. And then on uh, Saturday, the night before, I uh, was at the Rush and Roughnecks game, Calgary Roughnecks winning uh, that game over Saskatchewan 8-6. They've won all three meetings against the Rush this year. So the Roughnecks look like they're rolling towards the playoffs. The Rush are in some trouble.
3: Well, how about that?
2: There's our weekend photo album for Great Western uh, Photo. Uh, sorry, Great Western Brewing Company, and we can ask our viewers to send in their photos as well. Do it uh, via social media. We'll have a look at them that way. All right, let's roll into the quick six show topics, if you don't mind, please. Director Jordan, <laughs> don't mind me. There's a gecko climbing up the wall again, right to my left. That's why I was a little startled here. <clears throat> Number one. The Canadian men's soccer team is booking its ticket for Qatar. Canada secured a berth in the World Cup this fall with a 4-0 win over Jamaica in Toronto. Canada dominated the game in chilly conditions at BMO Field. Canada's only previous World Cup appearance came in 1986. I'm getting the bell out. I said I would get on board if Canada made the World Cup, and they have. Now, I didn't watch the game. I was watching Netflix, but I saw a lot of my good friends were there. Peter Labardius was all over it on Lou's social media. I'm sure you saw that, Musa Rash was there. It looked great. 29000 and change at BMO Field. Minus six. I think they froze the Jamaicans. Is that our thing here in Canada? Let's just bring up the uh, Central American teams and freeze them. Let's do that or the Caribbean teams, but whatever, they're going, and I've fallen down the rabbit hole of the coach, John Herdman. And I I know that you soccer fans, you people that love soccer, have known all about John Herdman since 2013. But he's somewhat new to me. So he came over to run the women's national program. Now he's running the men's national program. And I I saw the quotes after the game yesterday saying, I'm telling you, Canada is a legit football country. We're the reigning Olympic gold medalist in women's soccer. Now we're going to Qatar with the men for the World Cup. Did a little more reading. He's an Englishman coaching our national team. That's fine. There's just something about he's a real-life Ted Lasso. He's convinced Canada that you, you are worthy. You are great. We're all great. And we're going to run through that wall. And everybody runs through the wall for the guy. I think he's the greatest. John Herdman, like he's putting himself on the Mount Rushmore of Canadian sports. And he's not even from here. I love it. I love the story. Yeah, I'm late to the party. That's not rare. That's not new. I'm on board, Moose. I said I'd get on board if they did it, and they did it. That's my take on Canada's men's soccer team. How about you? That's awesome.
0: It's awesome. I mean, yeah, it's fun when we can get swept up in it. And, and you know, I, I understand any hesitancy that anybody would have to get on board because it's just, you know, we've had such little success internationally. And, especially on the men's side. And, you know, we've grown up in this hockey world, hockey world, hockey world, football too, and, and all of that. But you know what? We're, we're, uh, we're capturing the world right now. You know, Canada's capturing the world's attention. Everybody's taking notice. And they're going to the World Cup. In a year where Italy just missed out on qualifying for the World Cup. They won the Euro most recently, and now they're not going to the World Cup, and Canada is. So that's really cool.
2: Jasmine Jarle watching on YouTube says he's a great coach who wouldn't want to play for a guy like that I'm telling you. I sent you a quote this morning of his on trust within an organization How you need to trust and have each other's back and cover their blind spots in order to win and how he took over a men's national team That was fractured and full of clicks and they didn't get along and He's like we're not gonna win as long as this is the case and thank God they listened to him So anyways, yeah I'm all over it. I love the comments. I'm trying to stay out of them for now. Give us a like on YouTube, by the way. I just like this show. Tell your friends we are live as I move on to point two. NHL, Johnny Tavares scored twice on the power play. Mitch Marner set up three goals in Toronto's 5-2 win against the Florida Panthers in the National Hockey League. Austin Matthews found the back of the net for the 48th time this season, and goalie Peter Mrazek made 30 saves. The Leafs were playing the second game in as many nights after dropping a 4-2 contest to the Montreal Canadiens a day earlier. Let me stop for a second and tell you, I opened the text line. I saw all the entrants into our Bet Regal contest. People were voting for the Leafs game, the Raptors game. But it was Todd B. in Red Deer that said his featured game of the weekend was the Canada versus Jamaica men's soccer game. And he picked Canada to win. Todd, congratulations we will be in touch with you how to claim your prize. We need your mailing address and shirt and jacket size because we're going to send you out some gear from Bet Regal, our exclusive betting partner. So the Leafs beat Florida. I did talk to some Panthers fans on the weekend, Moose, so I spread my love around Southern South Florida here. They're all excited. The Panthers only jacked the tickets by five dollars a ticket for the playoff. Five bucks a ticket. There are junior hockey teams that have jacked, that have boosted their ticket prices more than that. So the Florida Panthers fans are all excited. They're going to the playoffs. It's going to be a long run, and it's not costing them that much more money. As a Leafs fan, what's your take on beating Florida but losing to Montreal on the weekend?
0: Yeah, one up, one down. I mean, it was a really good game, I thought, against Florida at times. Uh, Both those teams play really well. They have high-end offenses. Um, So it was a whole-hum weekend. I mean... Yeah, you don't like losing to Montreal, but you beat Florida. So um, they're trying to find their way for the playoffs. I'm okay with it. And, you know, Florida's going to be dangerous. That'll, that would be a fun playoff series if it happened.
2: You are uh, watching the warm-up on Game Plus television. Shout-out to our boys and gals there at Game Plus. Uh, thanks for all you do for us. Mark Shifley scored the game winner with 9.7 seconds to go on overtime. I'm laughing because I just thought of the Order's Flames game. It just popped into my mind. <clears throat> Let me back up. Mark Scheifele scored the game winner with 9.7 seconds left in overtime to lead the Winnipeg Jets to a 2-1 victory over Arizona. It was Scheifele's second goal of the game after he put the Jets in front, one nothing. And Jenny Malkin scored his 13th career hat trick and added an assist as the Pittsburgh Penguins drilled the reeling Detroit Red Wings 11-2. It was the franchise's first 11-goal game in nearly 30 years against, clearly, uh, and then to the Flames orders. It didn't start till 10 Eastern. I was long gone to bed by the time the orders and Flames faced off. Got up Sunday morning, looked at my phone, I'm like, what? 9-5 Flames are by the orders. This is before I wrote my 10 things column, and I'm like, my God. The orders better hope they don't draw the Calgary Flames in the playoffs, if they even make the playoffs. And then I dug into the stats and the liner a little further, and it was... Uh, Mike Smith or Koskinen allowed five goals on twelve shots. He was pulled early in the second period. Mike Smith allowed four shot four goals on twenty-two shots. You were calling the rush game, so you didn't see that game. That alone was sold out. I've seen the comments. How does Ken Holland look McDavid and Dreisidel in the face for not getting the Magoli at the trade deadline? I continue to wonder, Moose, what I'm missing. Have we we missed something here that the Oilers think that they're going to be fine the rest of the way with what they have?
0: I know. It's just, it's so tough for that group and for the fan base too, because, you know, in McDavid's time, the Oilers have never been deeper up front. They've never had more talent up front, but the glaring weakness is in goal. And, you know, right now for the Oilers, it's like, you know, they have their best opportunity to try and take a run at a Stanley Cup, but without good goaltending, it's just not going to happen. I mean, yes, you like, there's a chance that McDavid and Drysdale could outscore the bad goaltending problems, but it didn't happen Saturday. So it's going to be tough to do that on a consistent basis at the toughest time of the year. And it's really hard for Oilers fans right now. It has to be. It's unbelievable to me that they're not even in a
2: card position. They're above it. They're third in the Pacific with 77 points. They're still only four behind L.A., but they're dropping significantly behind Calgary. They're now 11 back. But, I mean, yeah, listen, we've been it, We've been around the game our whole lives. Dan Holland's been around it longer. That's why I ask, what, what, what am I missing here? Because you can't, sure, you can win, the, like you said, the odd regular season game by outscoring the opposition. He augmented the blue line with Cody CeCe and Duncan Keith in a few tweaks here and there. But you can't win a Stanley Cup when you're allowing leaky goals. Forget about five goals on 12 shots. That's bad enough. You allow one bad goal in the Stanley Cup playoffs, you got to score two to get it back. Or if you blow a game, you got to win two to get it back. Oilers are going nowhere. That's a fact. Moving on, uh, point three. A bronze medal for Canada's Carrie Anersen. She beat Sweden's Anna Hasselberg 8-7 in the third place game Sunday at the World Women's Curling Championship in Prince George. Anersen made a hit for a single in the extra end. Switzerland's Silvana Turonzoni went undefeated to win a record third straight Women's Curling Championship. She beat South Korea's Ing Jong Kim 7-6 for the gold. Prince George, great town. Wonderful bar up there called the Iron Horse. Uh, they say at the horse, we rock. And they do at the Iron Horse in Prince George. Take my word for it. Uh, Point four, Blue Jays. The ball was flying out of TD Ballpark in Dunedin, Florida on Sunday. Philadelphia's Bryce Harper hit two of the Phillies' five home runs and a 10-5 win over Toronto. Vladdy hit one of three long balls for the Blue Jays. Toronto's preseason record slipped to five and four with the loss. Check the time. we got a few minutes left here in this segment of overtime. This is going to carry over into the next after the break, though. Number one, we broke the story. Henry Burris is going to the Jacksonville Jaguars. I woke up Saturday morning, prayed to God like I do every morning. Then I grabbed my phone and checked it and had two people telling me that Henry Burris had gone to the Jacksonville Jaguars. I'm like, does it work like that? That fast? It did on Saturday. Uh, yeah, and Henry Burris, 10 days after joining the BC Lions as an offensive consultant, saying that he was not going to move to Vancouver, he was going to stay in Chicago, has joined Doug Peterson's staff with the Jacksonville Jaguars, digging a little more into it. Uh, I understand that he had an offer from the Colts, too. Now, I haven't talked to Henry other than he confirmed this report. It did not come from Henry, but we didn't have it wrong. We never do with our inside information. Um. If you're Henry Burris, let's just say, Darren, you got a choice between the Indy Colts and Matt Ryan, or the Jacksonville Jaguars and Trevor Lawrence. If it came down to that, I'm sure there was far more to it than that, but I would have done what Hank would have done and gone to Jacksonville. How about you?
0: Absolutely. You know, in Trevor Lawrence, you've got a generational talent. You know, maybe the the, the best one to come into the league. You know, since Andrew Luck, that's what they're saying, right, about the opportunity that's in front of Henry Burris with with this Jacksonville team and. You know, they invested this offseason. They spent money in free agency. They cleaned up the coaching staff, brought in Doug Peterson. There's a lot of good things happening in Jacksonville. So it's a really nice fit for Henry Burris. And, you know, it might not happen in year one, but they're going to enjoy some success.
2: Uh, By the way, I'm going to pause for a second. Uh, Pinks, Todd Pinkney, one of our P1s, writes in. He says, I'll be taking in some Florida playoff hockey at FLA Live Arena in May. Come on down, Pinks. There's some others. The Greek freak says he's going to do the same thing. He's anticipating a Florida-Toronto-Stanley Cup playoff first-round series. Boy, Moose, wouldn't that be fun. Come on down to Sunrise. There's plenty of room for you, trust me. Pinks, yourself, Greek freak, whoever else wants to come down. Um, Andrew Stoot, one of our regular viewers of P1, says the Penguins slapped the Red Wings around like Will Smith slapped Chris Rock last night. LOL. Um... That's our poll question. We're going to get to that when we come back. Jamie in Nova Scotia is watching. He says, let's congratulate the USASC women's hockey team for winning bronze at the Women's U Cup this past Sunday. You got it, Jamie. You just did. When we come back, we'll talk about NFL owners, GMs, and coaches meetings here in South Florida going on today. NHL GM meetings going on here in South Florida today. Rule changes we'd like to see. There's so much going on. Tell your friends. We're live now on Game Plus TV. YouTube live streaming. And 24-Hour Sports Radio at RodPeterson.com.
1: Head to YouTube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed.
2: I'll tell you what, South Florida is the place to be. NHL GM meetings going on. NFL owners, GMs, and coaches meetings going on. And a whole lot of sightseeing, too, on this Monday. Uh, A couple, for the guys in the back, for the guys flying the Millennium Falcon right now, Moose, and you know who they are. Jordan, Clark, Ryan, the crew that keeps us on the air every day. Uh, Todd has responded from Red Deer. Todd has responded. He's the winner of the text contest on the weekend for Bet Regal. He, his featured game was going to be Canada, Jamaica, and he picked Canada to win, and they did, and away they go, and Bob's your uncle. Updraved.
3: Are we going to be talking soccer from now till November? That's my question. Is that, what happens between now and November?
0: Yeah, good question. Good question. Hey, this is <laughs> you new don't for know? us. I thought you'd know. This is. This is new for us. You know, we'll probably, we will probably talk soccer. I'm sure of it. Um, and I think there's probably a few more games left. Is there not? I'm, I'm not really, you know, we got to get more into this now. Yes. Uh, they're going to the world. They got to
2: play Panama.
3: Come on. How do you not know this? How do you not know? They play Panama and then they're done. And then I don't know what they do. Okay. <laughs> um, feeling saucy today. It's a beautiful day. And like I said, South Florida. Is the place to be. I'll
2: answer some of the viewers questions here. How do when I said, how does Ken Holland look? 98 and 29 in the face. When he didn't get him a goalie. Tacona and Winnipeg says Ken Holland looks them in the face the same way Kyle Dubas looks Marner and Matthews in the face. Fair. Regarding the Oilers getting thumped 9-5 in Calgary the other night. Jim, uh, BW watching on YouTube says the Oilers didn't quit.
3: Kept pressing to the final horn with Woody. They would have quit on Tippett. I don't know what to say about that. Regarding Henry Burris taking that job in Jacksonville.
2: Todd Ted Blues on YouTube says awesome move by
3: Hank. He can go up the ladder, similar to the way Frank Wright did in Philly. Fair. Randy from the Peg. Hey, Rod, what do you think of the LA Kings? Are they for real? They are for
2: real. Uh, clearly they are. They've been holding this second position in the Pacific for six weeks, six to eight weeks. I didn't see it coming. I did not.
3: Kudos to Todd McClellan, the pride of Melville. How do you say it, Moose? Melville. Melville. Yeah, there's a, there's a way you say it if you're in the area. Melville. Melville. We're yeah. talking. Oh, yeah. Ryan Jackson
2: says McDavid's number 97. I keep having uh, Bedard. I've got Bedard brain
3: on this Monday. Oh, He's no. number 98. Uh, well, hey, Wayne in Victoria, B.C. writes
2: and he says, hey, Rod, the CFL season happens between now and November. Wayne, I feel like if you and I sat at a kitchen table and talked. We need subtitles. You never hear what I'm saying. What I mean. What happens for the soccer team between now and November is what I'm saying. They qualify now. Usually we're used to sports where you win one week, you're playing the next week at the latest in the next rung up the ladder. We're in the third month. November's the 11th. They got eight months. They got to wait. I just don't understand. No, I understand that. But by the way, I. This isn't good news for the CFL, I wouldn't think, that the whole country's going to be, for the first time since 1986, paying attention to the World Cup, which is right when the CFL's in the middle of their playoffs. I would think Randy Rosie and the CFL brain trust are going, great! Something else to compete with now, I would think. And by the way, I, for those that don't know, us soccer aficionados know this, but you probably don't. They moved it back to November because it's so hot in Qatar in the summer. Usually it's June, July, August, right? So I'm just I'm keeping everybody up to speed, Moose, on, on this
3: World Cup stuff for those that don't really follow it like I do,
0: you know? <laughs> yeah, no, totally. I get it. You're doing a bang-up job, if I might add.
3: Thank you. <laughs> um, Colin in ottawa watching and he says i love that the cfl is talking about rule changes
2: just a month out from training camp a little late guys don't you think well the way the cfl does things from a communications pr standpoint let's just com- put that in a box and put it up here you see randy Ambr- we're not going to get into that but randy Ambrosi spoke this weekend at the combine saying we're not going to
3: four downs nothing's changing for this year so he, he came out and threw water on that. But now would be a good time uh,
2: to talk about the NFL meetings going on. They're talking about the overtime rules, from what I understand. Two teams, I think it's Philly and Indy, have brought forth their – and Tennessee's in on this. I don't know if you saw this, Darren. They brought forth their ideas of what they would like to see happen in the NFL overtime. And they're saying, first team that gets the ball, you know the way it is now. If you get the ball on offense and you score a touchdown and convert it, you win the game. A walk off, but if you only score a field goal, the other team has a chance to come down and score a touchdown. They're saying, let's change it to that if you score a touchdown and you have the ball first, but you successfully score a two-point convert, the game's over. That's one way they're looking at it. I think Tennessee proposed that. And the other proposal was let's at least have both teams be on offense. Let's at least have both. And which is I think what we would all like. So the NFL is talking about overtime rules here in south florida i don't know yet what the nhl gms are talking about i'm waiting for dregs to get off the beach and for pierre lebrun to get off the beach that's where all their photos have been if you've noticed darren is from the beach um see what they're talking about because i don't know going in what they're discussing but the question I brought up to Darren was, if you could change one CFL rule, because Trevor Harris is coming on next hour to debate this with us, the uh, Alouettes' starting quarterback or one of their quarterbacks. My one, if you only had one CFL rule, what would it be? And mine would be a tweak to the playoff format, and that would, in which I used to be against switching. I wanted it to stay East versus West, but I'm tired at my advanced age. Of the Calgary Edmonton Sask Winnipeg matchups in the first round. I'm tired of that. Let's go one versus six. I haven't that's what I'd like to see. Go to a top six format. That's the one. They've sold me on it. Now is the time. Because I don't think anything between the white lines needs to change. Absolutely nothing. I've said that forever. That's my take. If you had one rule you could change, what would it be? That's mine. Playoff format.
0: What is yours? I would tweak the rouge. That would be my one rule change if i could do it i am with you i think the game is great but the rouge um i like it but i don't like it all the time when it's a 20 yard missed field goal those chip shots and it's automatically going through i don't like a single point for that i think punts kickoffs go in the end zone i'm cool with that you know even long field goals that are missed um and the returner has to be strategic about running it out i like that but, you know, pick a yardage. Maybe it's the 35. Maybe it's the 40. And anything inside of that, uh, get rid of the rouge. And anything beyond that, keep it. That's my one. Interesting. Well, again,
2: this all came up late last week. Trevor Harris wrote us on Instagram on our show account at the Rod Peterson show and said, Rod, what rule changes would you like? And I'm like, nobody's asked me in years. I haven't thought about this for years. Yeah. And I get. That what you're saying is a lot of people, that rewarding failure thing. I guess we need to decide what do we want the CFL to be? Because I remember a former Rough Riders chairman, who I will not say his name, but he said when Ottawa was coming into the league, one of the last two times that they did, he said, I think they should go back to Rough Riders. It's quaint that we have two teams in a nine-team league named the same thing. That's what makes the
3: CFL quaint. And I'm like, with thinking like that, you're always going to be laughed at. But you can't get around that thinking. There's still people that think that way. So do we want
2: to be quaint and quirky in State Fair football? Or do we want to be taken seriously in this world and have more traditional rules? Well, I don't even know that people can agree on what they want. John Ohm in Winnipeg... (coughs) Um, writes in. He's got a funny comment. Rod knows more about soccer in the last two days than the last 36 years. How about he says, that? I'm on the same page, Rod. 32 days? How about the last two hours? I was Googling this all. Moose and I were on the phone this morning. Did you know John Herdman's from England? Did you know that? I'm telling Moose all these things that I learned. <laughs> I, I, I want to, I think this guy walks on water. But I wasn't getting into it because God knows I got enough on my plate without learning new, another new sport. So, yeah, I can see why people are getting into it. But I'll say it again, and I think Moosey would agree. Growing up in a small town, I was raised on a farm. You were raised in a small town. Nobody played soccer. I mean, nobody. Even to find a soccer ball would have been a difficult thing to do. We didn't have a football program so we played hockey, baseball, badminton, curling.
3: Any sport we had, I played it. We didn't have soccer. I don't know. I still don't know the rules. And it makes it a little difficult. But you didn't have soccer, I don't assume, where you're from?
0: No, and there was, I think, in high school, by the time we got to high school, there was a a soccer program. Um, You know, we had a senior girls soccer team, but not a boys soccer team, not not enough interest. And and it was so rare. Nobody played soccer growing up. It, it was the same thing. It was baseball. It was, we had a football program, a good one. Um, it was football. It was some basketball, but no soccer. So,
2: No, and, and, and again, that's no reason to not like it, but it's in my commentary today, which airs on Cat Country 98 FM and Rock
3: 98.5. Another tiny gecko. I'm overrun with these things. They're like mice, just so you know. I got to set a trap. And film it the stuff that happens when you're on live
2: air eh? anyways it's in my commentary this morning that my dad would never have watched us even a second of this he just wouldn't um but just, but just because we didn't grow up playing it doesn't mean that we can't get into it and i guess i don't think i've ever said this on the air moose but in the mid 90s when i first moved to the sweatpants capital and all the young people were playing soccer i mean the the kids, the school aged kids, they're all playing soccer. I was like, here, here, we, here we go. We're going to be a soccer playing country in 25 years. And here we are. You know, people that you wouldn't normally think are into soccer are into soccer. They grew up playing it, they know it. Here we are. And it took John Herdman to lead this country to, to prominence. Stop me if I'm wrong, but this is my read on the situation. And, and again, he's, he's the real life Ted Lasso. He's like, yeah, Canada, you are good enough. Yeah, Canada, you are capable of this. And, and he, God, gosh dang it, he did it. Just a few more here. Uh, Jason uh, and Jason Red Deer says, the roo- no, Jason and Red Deer says, I agree, Rod, that playoff format would be great. One through six. Listen, it's not me that came up with it. Darren in Salt Lake City says the CFL is slowly getting it. You need chatter about your league in the dead period, but it should be positive chatter, not divisive talk. I don't know if they're getting it or not. But as I said, I misread the situation. I said it last week. Not every CFL team doesn't want to be talked about in the offseason. Just some of them do. So it would be a disservice to say all of the CFL wants to go dormant in the offseason. So we, you know, we will talk about them year-round. Moose, I'm going to let you adjourn. Man, this is going by fast today, wouldn't you say?
0: Yeah, it really is.
2: I'll see you back here for uh, hour two. Dan O'Toole joins us next. Lots going on today on this Monday. It is episode number 725 of your favorite daytime sports and entertainment talk show. And we'll be right back. You're watching on Game Plus TV, YouTube live streaming, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. It's the RP Show. It's a brand new week. Episode number 725 of your favorite daytime sports entertainment talk show. We're in South Florida where the NHL GM's meetings and NHL GM's meetings are going on. We're at none of those. But we'll talk about them all week long. We're very excited to welcome to the program making his RP Show debut. The newly verified Dan O'Toole of the Boomsies podcast. (laughs) Boom! How are you doing,
3: Toolsy? Uh,
4: I'm doing great. (laughs) Look at this. Experience vagina.
3: You kept it and it still fits.
4: Ah, Of course, all my shirts still fit. And I love that your gear, you call it bunny hugs, as you should your hoodies.
2: Yeah, and nobody else does. And it's not, it's not catching on, Dan, by the way. It's only been going for 100 years, we've called it that. You guys, <laughs> the, you Easterners, aren't picking up on it.
4: No, we try to bring it here. We try to bring anything Saskatchewan-like here, except I still don't know Jay when he refers to chocolate milk. What you guys call it, Visco? What is it? VICO. 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 Yeah. That, that, it will never catch on because it makes zero sense to me. <laughs> that used to be a brand, a brand of
2: chocolate milk and it would come and, But anyways, I digress. I know I've, I've <laughs> asked you this a million times, Dan, but with your new venture here, boomsies and everything, and cra- congratulations on all that's going on in your life, by the way, you look fantastic. Did we ever zero Thanks, in sir. on why that you're so popular and Jay as well in Saskatchewan? I mean, that, that's, Tour stop at Estevan is legendary. It was so much fun. They just, they love you guys in the
4: rectangle. What's the deal, do you think? I think it's just because of our connection, the people, and our love for Saskatchewanites. Because as I say to anyone that I ever come across in my travels around the world, they say, if you could live anywhere in Canada and not where you are right now, where would you go? And I always say either Eastern Canada or Saskatchewan. The reason being, both would give clothes off their back in a heartbeat. And it's just that the way we embrace it, uh, the way we love it. um, I I would spend summers in Saskatchewan. I don't know about winters so much, but summers? Like going to Outlook Saskatchewan, that one time we went there, I'm like, I've never heard of this place in my life, and I want to move here this instant. But it's just the connection <laughs> to the people, I think, that, uh, that uh, really just sets the mood and gives us that, uh, yeah. that embrace of everything Saskatchewan.
3: Well, you,
2: actually, you know what? You fit in because, Dan, rightly or wrongly or good or bad, I was here in South Florida in 2015 hosting a sports trip. I had 60 Saskatchewan farmers with me on a sports trip. And this lady that worked at the front desk of the hotel, she's like, I love you people from Saskatchewan. You're." real and i was like well we're that we may not be a lot of things but we're real and uh,
4: then that's kind of always been your hallmark too right yeah i love that you mentioned farmers maybe that's why we fit in because i'm a farmer i grew up on a pig farm in peterborough ontario so all i I know about hard work picking stones oh man if you've ever picked rocks for a living you can um You can sit down and you can have a conversation with anyone because you've picked rocks. Uh, I'd love to have been on that road trip with you. 60 farmers on a golf trip? First off, I don't know any farmers that golf. I just got back into golfing at the ripe old age of 46. Last golf membership was when I was a junior member. So that would have been in like grade seven or eight. But yeah, all the farmers i knew didn't golf so that that is an eye-opener for me Rod.
2: uh stop for a second i didn't say a golf trip i said a sports trip and there was two
4: different oh uh, okay okay yeah
2: we're in in tampa on one of these trips with all these farmers and we're in a we're in a a, listen we're in a strip club and the manager came out and he turned all (laughs) the lights on at about 10 o'clock and he said I'm keeping this place open till you guys run out of money. Six in the morning, still going. Lights come on. He kicks the door open. He's like, You gotta go. And I said, They're not out of money. And he goes, The staff is tired. You gotta go. Now I go I came back a couple of years later sober, and one of those farmers came up to me, Dan, and said, Can we go to a strip club, Rod? And I said, Marcel, I don't do those things anymore. I'm responsible. And he says, you can still be responsible at a strip club. And I'm like, you go ahead. I'm, I'm not going with you, but anyway, enough about me. I brought you on to talk about you. <laughs> Let's talk about boomsies, man, and how things are going uh, with what you're up to.
4: Uh, so far so good. I'm kind of, well, you're, uh, you're paving the way you are. You did the exact same thing as I'm doing now, except you're what? 700 episodes in. I'm about tape number 12 tomorrow. Um And being your own boss essentially is something I've never experienced in my life. I have um, backers behind this, uh, Bet Rivers, who's uh, one of the gaming sites that's coming to Canada. They approached me and they said, what do you want to do? I said, I'd love to do a podcast. We'd love to help you get that off the ground. And that was all the involvement they've had. There are no notes hmm. being passed. They are, they are not saying, oh, don't say this about this uh, Potential sponsor, oh, you can't say this. you need to have this guest on. I get to do whatever the F I want and speak to whoever I want. I can do a 10 minute episode. I can do a three-hour episode. my My uh, umbrella is very wide. When before it was very tiny as to what you' were allowed to do. you had to get things into a certain amount of time. You had to make sure not to say anything about a, a certain sponsor. So just having no reins attached time at the age of 46 is something I've never experienced. And I, I'm sure you feel the same, Rod. It's just, it's very liberating. It, it, it almost uh, is like a rebirth, something that uh, I've never experienced before.
2: Pretty sure I wouldn't have told the strip club story on any other broadcast platform other than this. So you know what I'm saying. And I said to <laughs> yeah. DuPont when we started this, I said, I just want to have fun again and I want to make a living. It's all I want to do. And here we are. So that's pretty cool. That's right. And and one
4: of the guys I discovered, discovered my uh, love of broadcasting again, I'm going to have on this week is um, Chris Nyland. I think you've had him on before. Knuckles. And and while I was about what I was going to do, I was posting Instagram videos on Canadian companies that needed exposure during the pandemic because they, their sales were down or whatever. So I just posted these videos, and I'm like, ah, this is okay. I don't think this can ever turn into a full-time job. And then uh, Chris Nyland had reached me after I'd lost my job, and and during the Montreal Canadiens run, he said, why don't we do like a post-game show on Instagram? I'm like, okay. And then I rediscovered my love of sports. Not that I had lost it, but when you're doing sports highlights every single night, I'm sorry to tell you, but it kind of blends into the next night. You aren't hoping for an exciting game. You aren't hoping for overtime. You just want to get the hell out of there. You, you don't want a game to go uh, into triple overtime because that means you're there till four in the morning. So I got to sit on my couch and watch the Habs in the run to the cup and then and then have Knuckles on. And it was just fun again. I, was, I got to be a fan, something I hadn't been in 25 years. So that's what really changed things. And I can't wait to, to talk to Knuckles about that. Uh, from the fact that uh, I was looking at his seasons. He had a 21-goal season and he also had 300 penalty minutes. like, man, just that was the 84-85 season with the Habs where it was those stats just don't happen anymore. Of course. And here's a story that
2: you don't know. One of those nights we were at Nylon's house on the St. Lawrence River there, and he's like, you guys, you got to get out of here. Get out of here. Got to go on with tools. You got to go on. Set up at the... uh at his kitchen table you know the setup and we watched it as we were driving away so great guys doing great things and dan i apologize we are out of time but can we do this again and where can people find uh boomsies if they don't know
4: uh just uh google boomsies B O. well it's right there on the sign b-o-o-m-i-e-s and it comes up but don't do it by voice because when you do it by voice everyone says boobies come up so you don't want boobies to come up in your google search or Or maybe you do. So, Boomsies, wherever you get podcasts, you can watch the live version on YouTube. And, Rod, I really appreciate it, buddy. Uh, Love seeing you. I haven't seen you since, I don't think, a sportsman show in Regina about 14 years ago.
2: It's been a very long time. But I would agree with our viewer, Don, our Navy friend. Looking great, Dan. From our fellow rock picker, let's have a chat. You do look sensational. So, keep it up, brother.
4: Let's keep in touch. Thanks, buddy. Okay, have fun in Florida. Be safe.
2: Plan on it. The great Dan O'Toole joining us on this Monday. We'll be right back with viewer takeover for Taco Time. You're watching the RP Show on the Game Plus TV network, live streaming on YouTube. And if you've missed any portion of the show, you can always catch the podcast wherever you enjoy your podcasts, including Apple, Stitcher, and Spotify.
1: Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now.
2: It is the place to be this week anyway. South Florida, that's where the NHL GM meetings are. That's where the NFL coaches, GMs, and owners meetings are. And all week long, we'll be debating what comes out of them. This is Taco Time viewer takeover we just had on Dan O'Toole. And I'm in a fantastic mood, so I'm not going to get punchy at this point. Maybe later on in the program, but a couple things... One, Jeff, the Stamps fan, writes in and says, how about Henry Burris stiffing the B.C. Lions? Uh, Jeff, you know coffee starts at 10 a.m. Mountain. We covered it already. Show up on time. Way, co- way, it was point four. okay? I will only say this on that. Henry Burris stiffing the B.C. Lions. Mm, okay. Consultant in the CFL or offensive assistant in the NFL, I believe those jobs in the NFL are paying between 800 and 100,000 dollars a
3: year. US. OK? OK Wayne in Victoria, BC. That's interesting to hear from Dan O'Toole that he didn't have much freedom before. That's what's great about podcasts and YouTube videos. <laughs> you can't say anything anymore. On the air. You can't.
2: You don't understand. On the mainstream radio and TV. You can't. But I've, we just stopped trying to explain it to people. Those that know,
3: know. Those that don't know, will never know. That's the way that it is. How about that? Uh, by the way. Daniel watching on YouTube. He said, hi, was Dan O'Toole talking
2: about Will Smith when he mentioned Knuckles? No, he's talking about Chris Nylon, but I'm actually glad that you brought that up. This is our poll question today for Capital Automall, Universal Collision Center. Will Smith, Chris Rock at the Oscars Sunday night. Was it real? Was it fake? Capital Automall with dealerships across the prairies. Winnipeg, Calgary, Edmonton, and Regina. I voted fake. I think it's fake. I think it's 100% fake. Last I saw, it was over 60% of viewers saying that they thought it was real. I'll just say this. If you're going to pick on Jada Pinkett Smith about something, it could be far more serious than what her hair looked like, A. And probably no, the real A is if Will Smith wanted to, because he slapped Chris Rock. Who slapped somebody? If he was really
3: that mad, it would have been a closed fist, and he would have knocked him through the back of the wall. It wasn't real. There's no way that it was real. Last minute of play in hour one, by the way. Last minute of play.
2: It wasn't real. And I'm shocked how many people think it is real. And the
3: sad thing is we're never going to find out whether it was real or not. We'll never know. But my vote is for fake. Oh, my God. Again, not getting punchy here. Dan in Winnipeg watching.
2: Team Canada, men's soccer team is going to the World Cup of Soccer.
3: (gasps) What? How about that? Right on. Breaking news, you guys. breaking news, you guys. Canada won. They're going to the World Cup.
2: It was the first thing we talked about. Um we'll cover more next hour. We'll bring the Moose back in. Trevor Harris of the Alouettes as well. It's the RP show on Game Plus TV. And live streaming on YouTube. Stick around. We'll be right back. Head to YouTube.com slash The Rod Peterson
1: Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit RodPeterson.com.
0: Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day.